Hello and welcome to The Daily Grind, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church delivering you a daily devotion Monday through Friday as we go along with on our daily walk with Christ, hosted by myself, Steve, and Andy Bitsko. Today's a special message and a message from Charles Spurgeon in 1858, and uh, we're going to be discussing many things about different idols. Uh, but first, we have to make sure you do have these item, items uh, to follow along with us. Logos Bible Software. Logos Bible Software. Get that Logos.com. It's a free Bible app. You can download. You can connect with the Faith Life community. You can uh, be part of the Faith Life community and talk to many other different communities that are out there, many different churches, many. Uh, but most important, the one to be in connection with is Faith Baptist Church. That's where we have our virtual community, where we'll be able to help you out, fellowship, worship together, uh, do Bible studies. I'm still trying to make that virtual potluck happen, but hopefully it'll happen soon. And also we'll need 365 days of Spurgeon. That is the text that we are utilizing during this devotion. Each devotional day is dated, and we follow it um, for 365 days. There's uh, for one volume. There's a total of six volumes. So just want to keep you aware that we are only in Volume 1. Again, that's available at Logos.com. Okay, April 28th, 1858, the message that Spurgeon has titled for a sermon was The Desolation, Desolations of the Lord, The Consolations of His Saints. And our first reading for today is 1 Samuel chapter 5, verses 1 through 7 in the Bible says, And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it to Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and sat it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod rose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and sat him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that came into Dagon's house tread on the thresholds of Dagon and Ashdod unto this day. But the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them, and smote them with emeralds, even Ashdod, and the coast thereof. And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, The ark of the God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us, and upon Dagon our God. And that's the first reading for today, First Samuel chapter 5, verses 1 through 7 which will bring us into the, the Spurgeon's text today, an excerpt of a sermon delivered on Wednesday morning, April 28, 1858, by the Reverend Charles Spurgeon, Spurgeon at the Music Hall Royal Surrey's Garden, titled, The Desolations of the Lord, The Consolation of His Saints. And we'll begin. Jehovah still standeth the same yesterday, today, and forever. One generation of idols has passed away, and another comes, and the desolations stand memorials of the mighty God. Turn now your eyes to Assyria, that mighty empire. 
Does she not sit alone? She says she should see no sorrow. Remember Babylon too, who boosted with her? But where are they? And where are now their gods? With ropes about their, uh, about their necks, they have been dragged into triumph by, all, by our archaeologists. And now in the halls of our land, they stand as memorials of the ignorance of a race that is long since extinct. And then turn to the fair idolatries of Greece and Rome. Fine poetic conceptions were their gods. Theirs was a grand idolatry, one that never shall have been forgotten. Despite all its vice and lust, there was such a high mixture of the purest poetry in it that the mind of man through it will ever recollect it with sorrow. We'll still think of it with respect. But where are their gods? Where are the name of their gods? Are not the stars the last memorials of Juniper, Saturn, and Venus? as if God would make his universe of the monument of his destroyed enemy? Where else are their names to be found? Well, where shall we find a worshiper who adores these false deities? They are past, they are gone. To the moles and to the bats are their images cast, where many are unroofed temple, many a depilated shrine, stand on memorials of that which was but is not, and has passed away forever. I suppose there is scarce a kingdom of the world where you do not see God's handiwork in crushing his enemies. This was, again, uh, out of the, the excerpt of Charles Spurgeon's whole sermon. And he was basing this off of Psalms, chapter number, or Psalms 46, verses 8 through 9. And the Bible reads, Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in asunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. The, the gods created by man can be destroyed by man. But the Lord made the heavens. And if we look into Psalms chapter number, or Psalms number 96, verse number 5, so for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. And if we continue on and look in verse number, or, uh, Isaiah chapter number 37, 15 to 20, and Ezekiel prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel that dwells between the cherubims, thou art the God who... Even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear all the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the king of Syria have laid waste all the nations and their countries, and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of man's hands, men's hands, wood and stone, thereof they have destroyed them. Now therefore, our Lord, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that, our, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. You see, the gods created by man can be destroyed by man, but the Lord made the heavens. 
all these gods that that are explained in the Old Testament, all these idols, all these planets, the sun, the the god of the sun, Ur, all these all these things that uh, Judas, uh, not Judas, but uh, that Pharaoh worshipped to, that all basically all these idols that were created by man are destroyed. They are destroyed by man. And what Spurgeon's putting in and what the Bible is illustrating that all these different idols will be destroyed. Only God, only the, our Lord has made the heavens. You see, these idols haven't done anything. They just die. They're just artifacts that are placed into museums today that you can take a trip of trip for for fifteen ninety five and you can see all these artifacts that archaeologists have brought up in uh, times and out of the ground and dusted them off and maybe polished them up and put them on a shelf for you can look at. None of those things made heaven. None of them. You see, there's a limitation. If they have any power at all, those idols. But our God, our Heavenly Father, is limitless. He is one that is alive today, that rose from the dead, that is up there in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. As for all these idols, as for all these other false prophets, as for all these other gods with lowercase g's, they're all dead. They're all dead. I'll read you again Psalms number 96, verse number 5. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. So what are, what are the gods of the nations? Well, if there is something that is before God, it's an idol. So what are the... Let's look at our nations. Let's look at... Let's just look at the state of Texas. Because it is a nation of its own. All my Texans out there. It's a republic. <laughs> what do we put before God? You know... Many men talk about this. What do we do to replace church or to replace family or to replace wife or to replace kids or to give artificial gratification to us? A lot of it is sports. I mean, I'm a sports fan. I mean, I'm not the type of sports fan that can tell you every record or statistic that's out there, but, you know, if there's a good sports game on, I'm going to watch it. And I know who's playing, and I know the players, and so forth. But that if one thing that we have taken from this uh, quarantine, without these sports, I have never seen so many fathers out there outside with their kids those last two months. I've never seen so husbands and wives walking together or laughing 
like I've seen the last two months. Now that's what I see outside. I don't know what's going inside. I mean, but, you know, there was, there's idols that people put in front of God. And God, like it says here, Lord made the heavens. Man destroys those idols. They could be crushed. The false religions of today become the museum pieces of tomorrow. And I think that's true. The false religions of today. You know, I think about all the people that believe that they can't go to heaven unless they do a certain work for the church. Either lighting the candle, doing a sacrament, be able to be transparent and open and, and have confession. I think of uh, ones uh, of false religions that are by status of uh, economical contributions. I think of uh, religions today that believe that they're a god and that they are the authority and that they are the power. And I think about the abuse that goes on in that. But all those religions become a part of a museum piece of tomorrow. You know, I think about, you know, the journals. I think about the portraits that they may have. Uh, some of the cathedrals, the arts, the gold. How when God comes and reigns upon this earth, You know, where they, all these false religions will be at a museum. That's why it's more important than ever to turn to Christ today. I'm, I'm a, a believer that does not need to try to convince you or try to persuade you. That's not my job. My job is just to tell you where in the Bible you need to read. If you're struggling right now, especially if you're listening to this podcast right now and you just stumbled across it, not knowing what I'm talking about, there's no better day than right now and to have and start and accept a relationship with Jesus Christ. You may say, Brother Steve, how does that happen? First of all, you need to realize that you're a sinner and that there's no one righteous on this earth. The only righteous one that ever came to walk upon this earth 
was Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross as the payment for our sin, for the gift of eternal life through acceptance through him as Savior, who rose again on the third day after his burial and rose is in heaven, sitting on the right hand of the Father. If you believe in that, if you confess that and believe it in your heart, you have, some, you have something that you've accepted, which is the gift of eternal life. Meaning that you have now regenerated, we have rebirth, and you have the Holy Spirit in you. You, the Holy Spirit is characterized as a comforter. And with that Holy Spirit, and with that relationship with Christ, talking to Him, reading from His Word, and most importantly, worshiping and fellowshipping with other Christians, you now have the will of God. Now I can change I, I can explain to you the whole transformation, and it's really a short transformation. Meaning the sense that you just have to believe that you're a sinner, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again on the third day, and believe it with your mouth and confess her. Believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. And then you may believe, well, hocus pocus, bam, my life has changed. Let me reemphasize you have to believe it in that heart. There has to be a change. And that change is with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in you. And that's his salvation. That is something you're going to see through eternity. Meaning that you'll have that gift. It will, it's not our, our religion, our God, our relationship is not going to be in the museum, is what I'm saying. That's the gift of eternal life. I hope I didn't confuse anybody there at the end of that last statement. But please contact us through our comments and uh, through uh, other means of communication through our website, through uh, our faith life, through our Facebook, our Facebook, and most importantly, spread the word of this message. Uh, press, the sh press and click the share button at the bottom of your page share it to your friends and to your families and as always you can always reach us at faithbaptistelpaso.org faithbaptistelpaso.org and also at thefaithlife.com at faithelpaso and on the Facebook the group Faith El Paso the group Faith El Paso thank you and as always we thank you for listening and share and uh, give us a a rating and comment, comment, comment. Have a great day. God bless.